Good evening, everyone. It is Friday, October 20th, 2023. And this is Enter the Bat Cave. And I am your host, Matthew Verse. And tonight we're continuing Blade Month with the giant size Spider Man and Dracula crossover Ship of Fiends. I know I was supposed to do this uh, yesterday, but I was lazy. And. Uh, sorry. I just came from a nap. I gotta get out of the habit of uh, being lazy. Yeah, that's gonna be my New Year's resolution just to be less lazy. But nonetheless, uh, here it is. And also, a member of. The Fantastic Four will also be in this. Yep. Remember the Fantastic Four? Who it is? Well, read along with me to find out. And so, we're going to get right in to it. Ship of Fiends Spider... Man and Tomb of Dracula. Alright, so here we go. One second. Giant size Spider Man and Dracula. Ship of Fiends. Written by Len Wayne. True. Drawn by Ross Andrew. And inked by Don Heck. Edited by Roy Thomas. Uh-oh, a flashlight beam. Looks like that jewelry store has an unannounced visitor. At this late hour, whatever that Jen is doing in there has got to be a no-no. So I suppose it's time for a certain friendly neighborhood wall crawler to go into his... I mean, to get into his number. Mighty Marvel proudly presents... 30 pages of an all-new excitement starring the wandering web-slinger and the Lord of the Vampires. Side windows open, which explains how our trusty trespasser got inside. Of course, that doesn't explain how he bypassed all the building's burglar alarms, but let's take this one thing at a time. As the old saying goes. Okay. That's thing one. I'm in. And thing two. Our flash light wielding sneak thief. Shouldn't be very far away from. Huh? My spire sense is tingling like crazy. There's somebody behind me. That got me a sneaking suspicion that I know who it is. 
Guess what, Chuckles? You missed me. But don't expect my ever-ready webbing to miss you. Cause, friend, that only happens about once in a very blue... Ooh, ooh, my webbing didn't stick. Neat trick, Charlie. But winning for his prize in a hog racing contest still doesn't put you in the big leagues. Boy, not exactly a blabbermouth, aren't you? Uh-oh, looks like Tight Lips has decided to make a break for it. But there's no place he can go where Spider-Man can follow. Even if it's straight through the middle of... A patch of ice must have slipped on it. I better ice and 60 degree weather? Rats. All silent treatment has vanished. There's not a chance of me fighting him again now. So, I might as well just hang it up and get back to what I was doing before I got involved in this mess. After all, I've got a date tonight with the most beautiful girl in the world. It wouldn't be polite to keep her waiting. Miss Wa Watson, how's Aunt May? Oh, it's you, Peter. Come in. She's not doing well. Your Aunt May. A cold, I think. The flu, maybe. But the doctor is in with her now. Definitely the flu, Miss Parker. But your resistance to it seems to be... Doctor, please. My nephew Peter is here. You better believe it, Tiger. How are you feeling, sweet lady? Miss Watson tells me you've been out playing pro football again behind my back. And you know how I hate you messing around with that Joe Namath. He's much too old for you. Oh, Peter, you're such a tease. I'm feeling f fine, just a little cold. But nothing for you to be concerned about, Peter. A delicate boy like you should be concerned about himself. I'll be up and around in a day or so. So don't you worry about me. Why not, pretty lady? Turn about is fair play, isn't it? And after all the years you've spent worrying about me, well, I'll be by to see you again. Soon. Real soon. You just do whatever the doctor tells you and take care of yourself. Please, take care of yourself. It's alright, Peter. I'll watch over her. And once out of earshot of his ailing aunt. Okay, Doc, give it to me straight. That sweet old lady has got more than any simple case of flu. No, Peter, it is the flu. Alright, but a new strain resistant to any vaccine we currently possess. It's reaching epidemic proportions, and I'm afraid that in your aunt's frail condition, it may be more than she can overcome. What, what are you saying? There must be something we can do for her. I truly wish there were, but our only hope is a new vaccine being brought in to this country by its discoverer. 
Unfortunately, A.J. Maxfield is terribly eccentric, refuses to fly, and thus is coming to America by boat. And by the time the SS Wendell docks here several days from now, it may be too late to help your Aunt May. I'm sorry, Peter, but there's nothing to be done. That's where you're wrong, Doc. Something can be done. And I'm just the guy to do it. It's a... I mean, it is a heartsick web-slinger who aches high over the darkened city streets. Brief moments. Later, a man waited down in the burdens of concern and commitment. And the knowledge he dare not fail in his self-appointed mission. There it is, the Baxter Building, home of the Fantastic Four. But if Johnny Storm isn't home, no, I mustn't think like that. He will be home. He will be. He. And guess what? He is. Oh, swell. Just what I needed tonight, on top of everything else. The thinking man's answer to the terminal headache. And what do I... Oh, the dubious honor of this visit. Much as I hate to say it, Torch, I need your help. Sorry, chum, but if you're... But if you're got a flat on that creepy spider-mobile of yours, you can fix it yourself. In other words, buzz off. Mister, you listen to me or I'm gonna pound you into the floor. Hey, cool it, cousin. I didn't realize it was so serious. Clue me in, and I'll see what I can do. Basically, it's a simple... It's simple. I need transportation, and fast. And once the anxious Spider-Man has explained his needs in full, a thoughtful human torch leads him to the Fantastic Four's rooftop hangar, and... There she is. Reed just finished her last night, and though he's liable to kill me for this, from what you've told me, this rig's just what you're looking for. And moments later, I preset the automatic pilot to take you to the liner. When you're ready, pressing the red button on the console will bring you right back here. I'm obliged, Johnny. I mean that. If there's anything I can do for you in turn, yeah. Get out of my life. Boy, you really have a mad on tonight, don't you? Look, if you want to let off steam, why don't you check out Favorstrom's on 47th and Park? You might find all the action there you need. I sure did. Thanks. I may do that. Then a button is pressed. A spring action catapult hurls the sleek silver missile skyward. And as it clears the rooftop, its rockets ignite. Streaking an impatient Spider-Man away from the cloud-shrouded Isle of Manhattan. Out over the vast Atlantic Ocean towards a most spectacular confrontation. What kind of man can this A.J. Maxfield be traveling incognito, refusing to let that vaccine out of his 
Hence, when the lives of thousands may hang in the balance. Well, I guess I'll find out soon enough. I reached the linear in less than 15 minutes. Man, Reed Richards sure knows how to build them. Per instructions, the web slinger then presses several buttons on the sky crafts console as... Okay, I'm in position. Right over the ship. Magnetic... Hover jets are activated, and pressing this final button will keep this crazy chariot hidden above the boat in an artificially created cloud screen. While you're always smiling, Web Slinger drops in for a little visit with one A.J. Maxfield, professional screws. Of course, finding Maxfield on a ship, this size may be a bit of a problem, compounded by the fact that Spider-Man is not exactly an inc inconspicuous sort. So I guess tracking Max Field down becomes a job for Peter Parker. Cut to a sinister bat-winged shape swooping down out of the darkness towards the great ship's deck. A shape that seems to billow even as it lands, exchanging the form of a savage night flyer for the far more acceptable form of a man. Ah, but this is no ordinary man, as you already may have guessed. No, this is a man of nobility, of breeding. This is Count Dracula, Lord of the Vampires. In his mission, this night seems somehow strangely familiar. Somewhere on this pretentious vessel, there hides one A.J. Maxfield, the man I've come to kill. I've never met Maxfield, nor ever heard of him, before he discovered his accursed vaccine. But since the proper use of such, a discovery may one they interfere with my well-laid plans. I must dispose of Maxfield and his CERN before he can hope to threaten- eh? Huh? Oh, excuse me, mister. Dot, are you blind? Watch where you- You walk. Guess I was so wrapped up in my thoughts, I didn't see where I was going. Sorry. Very well. But do not let it happen again. Man, what a grouch that guy is. Bah! What fools these mortals be. And as if our plot weren't complicated enough, in a cabin on one of the upper decks we find... Okay, you mugs. Now, the setup with the costume ball on ship tonight ain't nobody even gonna notice you prowling around in them outfits. So you shouldn't have too much trouble tracking down this AJ Maxfield guy. One moment, Simeon, my friend. In a soft, raspy growl, Anthony, the whisper, caveat, ex Magia Magia Big Shot addresses his top Lieutenant Seymour, Simeon, 
Sims. We just... We don't just want Maxfield, but that special vaccine he's carrying with him. The only way they... Gonna let me back into the U.S. is if they're forced to. And trading them that vaccine for a passport and a pardon is just the kind of leverage I need. Okay, you mugs. You heard what the boss said. Get going. And if you don't come back with the pill pusher, don't bother coming back at all. While several decks above, the journey from Europe to this wretched ship has been tiresome. I thirst voraciously. But as long as this planet abounds with human cattle, it is a thirst I may easily quench. Excuse me, miss, but I believe you can help me. Sure, friend. If there's anything I can do, naive fool, so thrusting, so appetizing, a moment to lure her into the shadows, then I shall drink deep of, eh? Someone behind me? Oops, sorry if I spooked you, mister. But I'm trying to get a shot of Joyce in her party costume. And you stepped right in my way. Who? I did not intend to, uh... Hey, you know, your costume isn't half bad either. In fact, it's downright fantastic. Stand right there a sec and let me get a shot of it. No, don't. I... Camera shy, huh? Don't worry about how you look, pal. These days, the camera's almost... Take the pictures themselves. Just takes 15 seconds for the snapshot to develop. Then, huh? I don't get it. I know I had that guy in my viewfinder. So why isn't he in the photo? Hey, mister. Mind if I... Huh? He's gone. Like a mist in the breeze. And moments later... On the topmost deck, that miss becomes once more the Lord Count Dracula, who strides grimly off in search of some new prey, only to find himself suddenly the hunted instead of the hunter. What? Who dares? Out of my way, fools, and let me pass. Uh-oh, chamo, don't recognize you from the ship's roster, so I figure you might... Just be the guy we're looking for. And you ain't going nowhere till I find out for sure. Swine, no man says whether Dracula may or may not pass. Away from me and consider it lucky I allow you to live. Okay, wise mouth, that dares it. Ain't nobody what muscles big Mike Maloney and walks a way to brag <laughs> about it? it it ain't possible the slugs are going right through them anything is possible for the lord of the undead <laughs> now wretch face me 
and prepare to receive the fate you so justly deserve. I gave you a chance to retain your worthless lives, and one chance is all that Dracula allows. Look at me, look deep into my eyes, for in them you will surely see the blazing pits of hell. No, please, don't! Desperately, though, they try. The two godly garbed gunmen cannot tear their gaze away. And for Dracula's eyes are too black, demanding pools, drawing them ever deeper into the shadows. Until at last they stand immobile. Their self-controlled shatter. Their will washed away on the wind. And at whispered command from the Transylvanian noblemen, they march mechanically across the deck, over the railing, and legs still pumping in military cannons down towards the cold, bleak, ever-waiting sea, there to be lost forever from sight, their death screams still caught in their throats. The waves gently lapping against the steel ship's hull do little to soothe the despair Elvira Kaufman feels tonight. She heard many stories of shipboard romances, dreamed for months of having one of her own, but it has been a dream unfulfilled until tonight. The man is not handsome. Not really, but there is a magnetism about him that is positively compelling. Elvira looks into his almost timeless face, sees the desire that is written there. Come, woman. I have need of you this night. A very great need, indeed. Please, be gentle. And thus Elvira Kaufman is lost. Closing her limpid eyes, Elvira feels fire course through her as twin points of agony pierce the soft flesh of her neck. A sound escapes Elvira's throat, and she is no longer recognizes it as a scream. But someone else does. Somebody's in trouble. Down at the other end of the deck, it appears Maxfield will have to wait. A girl? That bat must have frightened her. Looks like she fainted from. Hey, what's a bat doing this far out at sea? Cripes. This little lady is suffering from more than fainting spells. She's as pale as the grave. Those marks on her neck, they look like... Nah, that I refuse to believe. I better... Get her down to the ship's doctor and fast. Moments later, below decks. Still, don't know what you're doing here, young man. I know all the passengers on the ship, and I don't know you. Look, Captain, we can play 20 questions later. Like after somebody has tended to the girl. You know, band-aids, medicine, a doctor maybe. 
Don't get insolent with me, young man. The doctor is on the way. But that doesn't affect your situation in the least. You're a stowaway, and you're going to answer for... Eh? Doctor? Dr. Maxfield, thank you f for answering my call. We came as quickly as we could, Captain. Maxfield? Hmm. Now, which one of you is the patient? Neither of us. It's that girl on the cot who needs attention. Her breathing is so shallow we were afraid she might not last till you arrived. Captain, I suggest you leave the diagnosis to those who know what they're doing. Sorry to drop in unexpected like this, but we ain't exactly got time to wait for an invitation. The boss has been looking for you, Maxfield. Been waiting a long time to meet you. And chum, the boss don't like to be kept waiting. Okay, Gorilla, let go of the doctor. A girl's life depends on him. And your life depends on standing very still, punk. Okay, okay. I get the point. Take your hands off him, you filthy ruffian. Don't you dare handle a man of medicine that way. Ugh. Sister, you pull a stunt like that again. <laughs> and now I'm gonna rearrange your pretty face. Come on, you goons. Let's move it. Dirty animals. They've knocked her unconscious. Quickly, son. Lend me a hand. Help me relieve her. Don't, didn't you hear me, man? I said I need your... Huh? He... He's gone. And that is part one. And now here is part two, the mass of the Black Death. The Mass of the Black Death, Chapter Two. In stunned amazement, the captain rushes to the open porthole, his eyes carefully ranking the frothy sea below him for some sign of the stowaway whereabouts, which is unfortunate. For had the captain chosen to look above him instead, he would have found his stowaway racing for the upper decks, as only a wall crawler can. Can't tangle with those goons in the ship's narrow corridors. Too much chance of the doctor getting hurt. Got to do something to lure them out into the open. And brother, do I have an idea. Grinning to himself, the web slinger slips back into the ship. And moments later, as Simeon and company round I've been in the hallway. What? And the quotas blocked off. I don't like the looks of this. Come on, let's head back the other way. Huh? Now that end's blocked off too. By a giant spider web. 
I don't know what's going on here, but we ain't sticking around to find out. Let's go up the stairs. We'll try another deck. But on the next deck up, and the deck after that, the situation is exactly the same. No! This one's closed off too. If I didn't know better, I'd swear, nah, it can't be him. How could he get on the boat? Come on, let's keep climbing. Level after level, wearing level, they climb until at last they can climb no higher. And they step out onto the open deck to find, well, I'll be stuffed. It is him. Okay, Webslinger, you had your fun. Now turn around and face me. I want you to see the slug that finished you. Beg pardon? Don't know how you tumbled on to our actions so quick, Webhead. But if you think we're gonna cut you in on a piece of it, you're crazy. Okay, you miserable mugs. Waste them! Hey, wait! Are you out your minds? What are you doing? For pity's sakes, don't shoot! Look at that, will ya? Big bad Spider-Man crawling like a bedbug. Spider-Man? Who's Spider-Man? Look, see? I'm not Spider-Man. I'm Dexter Bixby. This is just a costume for, for, for tonight's masquerade ball. I I thought I'd win first prize, but... Look, you guys want first prize. You got it. It's yours. I, I'll go tell the judges I resign. I promise. Huh? Hey, wait a second. That jerk was a ringer. Where's the real spider? Man. You stumped. Me chum, Ugh. ever think of looking in the yellow pages, huh? There he is. Come on, you slobs, get the lead out. Get the lead out of what, Chuckles? Your rifles or the seats of your pants? <laughs> now, that, not that it makes a big difference, though. Your aim is like your taste in clothes, lousy. <laughs> I better do the little Dutch boy number. Still on the off chance you might accidentally hit somebody with that thing and plug up the works. My hands, my face seared by the backfire. What what do I do now? Anybody ask Tiger, tell him you've been in Miami for six weeks. Okay, Wed. Head. Body time is over. Anchor yourself to the deck, or I'm gonna waste Dr. Kildar here. How are you gonna do that, sweetheart? Talk him to death? <laughs> what? My gun! Hand plastered to the wall! Incredible, Web Slinger. Thanks a lot. No sweat, Doc. I'll send you a bill. Now, why don't you get out of here? Here before. Uh-oh. Machine gun. Kelly is back. Come on, wall crawler. Stand still so I can get a good shot at you. Aw. I bet you You said that to all the guys. No. On second thought, scratch that. Your line was so dumb it doesn't deserve a snappy comeback. Besides, if you want to shoot me, you're going to have 
to catch me. And I trust you'll understand if I don't go out of my way to make that too easy for you. Bye-bye now. And seconds later, at the air funnel behind the furious gunman, he's got to come out of there sometime. I'll just wait until... Peekaboo! Who? Spider-Man! Good for you. Got it on the first guess. Now try this one. Who's buried in Grant's tomb? Ugh! Sorry. Wrong answer. Rats. He went to sleep before I could even tell him about the consolation prize. Alright, Webhead. Hold it. Tisk tisk. Such terrible manners. <laughs> Never point a loaded gun at someone unless you've been properly introduced. Spider sense is tingling. Someone's behind me. Arr, ah, oh, it's you. I almost forgotten. You are still hanging around. And unfortunately, it appears that Dr. Maxfield isn't. Hanging around, that is. Guess he took my little suggestion to heart. Which leaves me just about where I started. No vaccine, no A.J. Maxfield, and no idea where the heck to look for him. Exit Spider-Man for the moment. The scene now shifts to the linear sprawling ballroom, where a costume party of heroic proportion moves into high gear, and where a certain black coat Quote, Lord of the Vampires seems surprisingly at home. Perhaps here, in the midst of this insane reverie, I shall find the one I seek. Though in truth, I find such a crass display of persuadal decadence quite distasteful. Still, since most of the ship's passengers are here tonight, it seems likely that A.J. Maxfield will be here as... Eh? Help! Please! Somebody help me! There's a bunch of maniacs aboard the ship! Whoa, Doc. Slow down a little. The party's just beginning. Slow down? Slow down? With all those guns? Happy gorillas on my tail? Hey, come on, Doc. Calm yourself. Give us a chance to understand you. And while the ship's officers attempt to soothe a set of very frazzled nerves, let us observe a bit of most important pantomime. A charade that does not go unnoticed by a pair of wine red red eyes. Most interesting. It appears this aging human and the godly costume cretins who accosted me earlier are connected somehow. And since most of the players are now assembled for the final scenes, let the show commence. Doctor, please, you gotta help me. Lord, your voice. What? What's wrong? I, I don't know. Maybe it was something I ate. Please, you've got to do something for me. Of course. Come with me. I'll take you down to sickbay immediately. Duped by the whisperer's skillful performance, the dedicated young physician leads his stumbling patient out into the crisp night air, 
and a curious, darkling figure slides through the shadows behind them. A figure who pauses for a moment as those he pursues turn a corner of the deck. Then, having carefully considered the situation and having reached a decision, the figure strides determinedly onward, only to run into something he hadn't considered at all. Or had he? Okay, punk. Don't know why you're telling the boss, but your little stroll is over, as of now. With utter contempt, Dracula glares at the brutish form standing menacingly before him. Then, in a voice far colder than any grave, the vampire lord speaks. I have had enough of fools such as you this night. I warn you, stand aside. Semyon Sims shudders involuntarily, a shudder that swiftly becomes a wave of quivering fear as the Magia men stares into the mirror of Dracula's maelstorm eyes and sees his soul laid bare before him. A truth so shattering no mortal mind can hope to support it without bending until it breaks. No! Please! Keep away from me! Keep away! Get them away! Dracula moves on. And this time, there is nothing to keep him from his prey. One moment, gentlemen. I believe I have business with you. Who? Oh, it's you. Indeed. And you, it seems, are the one I've traveled so many miles to find. Dr. A.J. Maxfield, I presume. So, I'm not the only one been looking for the Maxfield guy. But if you think you're going to take the doc away from me at this point, mister, you're just not going to live that long. You must be pretty tough to get past my boy Simeon like that. But you're up against Anthony Cavalli. Now, the best knife fighter in all the... F huh? There's no blood. I cut you good. I know I did. So why don't you bleed? Why don't you die? <laughs> because I choose not to, fool. <laughs> Nobody laughs at Anthony Cavalli. Nobody. When I get my hands on you, I will cut your heart out of your... Ugh! Congratulations, mortal. You have succeeded in making me angry. This has not been a pleasant night for me. I have been harassed, attacked, insulted. And it is time I put an end to it. No, what are you doing? The Lord of Darkness lunges forward. And for interminable moments, he and his sibilant sounding opponent are lost beneath the billowing folds of his ebony cloak. Until at last, Dracula turns away from the spot alone. True to form, even Anthony Cavalli's death, sigh has been a whisper. Now, Dr. Maxfield, the time has at last come for me to attend to the matter that brought me all this way. No, please, wait. 
you don't understand. But I do understand, Doctor. Perhaps more than you will ever know. I understand that you are like all of your kind. Conniving, cowardly, incapable of accepting the inevitable. We will be well rid of you when I and my followers at last rule the earth. And your death, my good doctor, brings one step closer to that goal. Goodbye, Dr. Maxfield. May your death be a swift one. No! No! His mission, a seeming success, the crown prince of evil, throws back his signature head and hurls gale gaze of triumph, laughter at the moonlight sky. Then, turning hurriedly into the night, dark form of a bat, he pursues the laughter homeward, and the leather-winged shadow soon is lost from sight. Exit Dracula And re-enter an almost forgotten Spider-Man. So far, no luck in tracking Maxfield down again. I feel like a peeping Peter peeking into portholes like this. But since I doubt Maxwell will draw from the clouds like manna from heaven, my only hope is to... Ugh! What in the name of... Oh no! Maxwell really did drop in on me. And this time I better not lose him. Swell, Maxfield's fainted in my arms. But if I don't snag something quick with my trusty webbing, he's in for a rude awakening. And so am I. <laughs> Whew! Made it. But a few feet more and the two of us would have be taking one very cold bath. Better get Maxfield back on death I on deck before he wakes up. <laughs> but when the web slingers Ramper's topside, he discovers your monsters. All of you horrible monsters. Stay back. I'm warning you. You come any closer and I'll shoot. Looks like old Gorilla Face has really gone bananas. But one good shot of my webbing will... Huh? I don't believe it. My web shooter jammed. Wow. If that... Happened ten seconds earlier. Maxfield and I would be shark bait, right? Uh-oh. Don't even want to think about that right now. What? Another monster with glowing eyes and purple claws. Boy, you really know how to flatter a guy, don't you? Of course, I'm not exactly Robert Redford or Dustin Hoffman, for that matter. Keep away, monster, or I'll shoot. I'll shoot. Ugh. But even if I can't flatter you, ape face, I can at least flatten you with class. And when Spidey has unjammed his web shooters and bound his unconscious foe, there, that should hold him till the guys with the butterfly nets come to take him away. Now I better, huh? Spider-Man, thank you. That's twice you saved my life. Well, if you feel that way about it, Dr. Maxfield, I'll make you a deal. 
your new vaccine in exchange for... Please, wait a second. That's what I've been trying to tell everyone all night. My name is Hennessy. I'm the ship's doctor. I'm not A.J. Maxfield. Of course. Of course. How could he be A.J. Maxfield when I am? Who? Oh, no. I don't believe it. You don't believe what, Spider-Man? That Dr. Alice Joyce Maxfield could be a woman? That, my friend, is one of the reasons I travel incognito. It keeps the wide-eyed gawkers away. It also keeps the good guys away, Doc. And this good guy has been hunting for you like crazy. And when the web-slinger has explained his situation in detail... Forgive me, Spider-Man. I never realized my little eccentricities could be indirectly responsible for anyone's death. Frankly, the thought of flying to New York still terrifies me. But if I would not be safe with Spider-Man... Thanks for the vote of confidence, Doc. Why don't you put on some traveling clothes while I go speak to the captain? I'll be back as quickly as I can. And minutes later... I'm ready when you are, Spider-Man. And hurry, please. This vaccine must be kept cold. Don't worry about that, Doc. One press of the special button to summon my flexible flyer, and I promise we'll be back in New York before either you has a chance to lose your cool. Epilogue. In a sheltered room, somewhere in Europe, the Lord Count Dracula resumes his human form, then settles into sleep against the swift approaching dawn. Little realizing that self same dawn lights the way for the real Dr. A.J. Maxfield. And that, for one of those rare times in his centuries long existing, Dracula has failed. The end. And that does it. So now we are officially done with the Tomb of Dracula portion of Blade Month here. Yep. Marvel Masterworks Tomb of Dracula. And next week on uh, Monday we are going to be reading The Night Stalkers. Yep, we're going to read the first few issues of The Night Stalkers to close out uh, Blade Month here in the final weeks. And also, uh, join me on Wisdom for commentary on Blade Trinity. So make sure that you all tune in for that. And until then, this is Matthew Burris saying, Later, masturbators.